the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Jerry Parsons to be here soon. And uh, your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or come on by Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. While it may be a bit chilly, hey, it's not bad. And people are out here dressed What in, temperature is it? Um, let me see if I can find out. Hold on, don't go anywhere. I'm looking. Uh, doo, 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 doo. Meanwhile, everybody else has found the temperature. There it is. It is 63 degrees. That's not, not bad. bad at all. Nah. And while it's a gray day, Millburgers is full of great color. So uh, you can uh, get uh, lots of great choices to uh, to choose from. Uh, pansies, cyclamen. Gosh, they're they're gorgeous over there. Have you gotten any more yet? Cyclamen? No, I haven't. <clears throat> All right. Are you done with Cyclamen for the season? Have you? No, I don't think so. I hear them calling your name every show. Mm. Well, there's certainly a good display of them here. Uh, plenty of plenty of all the colors. Oh gosh, yeah. And they look good, along with the, uh, the other thing that's here, the primrose, or as I call them, primula. But um, yeah, they're spectacular for sure. Yeah. And uh, we've got the pansies in front of us. Uh, lots of color. Actually, in front of us, too, which I really like now. It's one of my, I think I like uh, underappreciated plants. <laughs> which are the dianthus? No. Oh, where are the dianthus? Right they, in front of you. Are they? Where? Oh, the big tall ones. Yeah. No, no, the little short, oh. the little short one in that first tray. What is in the one gallon? Is that dianthus, too? One gallon. Okay, yeah, see, I think, see the yeah color? that's one of the. Yeah. One of the dianthus, yeah. No, I don't know if this is underappreciated or not, but it's the purple lantana. Um, I'm not, uh, no, I, th- I think that's a... I like it. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a pop- very popular <clears throat> plant. And this, these are got a uh, very nice purple. Yeah, it's a nice purple. It... Uh, was well, it a, seems, a pink purple? Yeah? yeah, and seems to thrive in the winter while everything else is kind of... Yeah. All the other lantanas kind of... early in the spring, too. Yeah. Uh, we've got those here. Um, we've got, uh, Did I guess... Uh, and the uh, last last I checked, although I do not have <clears throat> the ads that I usually bring for Jerry to... Oh, you didn't bring it? Well, I had them. 
Uh-oh. But I, I put them out there for the attendees of the program I gave. Yeah, talk and, about the program. <laughs> and they disappear. The, uh-huh. My article disappeared, and so did the <laughs> yeah. ads disappear. Uh, if, if you've got Calvin's articles or the ad, please, please <laughs> bring them to Millburgers now at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I've got the ad. So that's okay. okay. We, we can do the ad. But, yeah, we'd like to talk about your article, and I don't know if I can do that. Uh, well, we talked about, uh, well, Jerry and I have been talking about the uh, weed control. Um, and, uh, you, you know, right now, if you've got shade and if you had one of those lawns where the uh, bare soil, a lot of bare soil, then you got you probably got it lush and thick with uh one of our uh, rescue grass weeds. Yeah, looks very good. No, um, it 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 went from looking like dirt and <laughs> patches of St. Augustine to now it's fairly greened up. I got to mow it. Uh, it needs cutting now. Same with the front yard. Now the front yard is actually St. Augustine, so it's uh, but it it only took a little bit after that rain for it to pop up and need. Is the is the rescue grass in your St. Augustine too? No, 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 no. Huh? So with the Saint Augustine, is it in yours? Uh, yeah, yes. My oh. Sa- my Saint Augustine is really non-existent anymore. Oh my goodness! Because of the deep, because of the shade in my front yard, and okay, and, and then I, the uh, drought. And I haven't been watering the lawn. I just uh, been watering my uh, flowers and the vegetables and such. So. All right, 210-308-8867. So you said how many folks did you have? Huh? How many folks did you have Just at the presentation? 28. Good. Yeah, you know, we we prepared for as many as 40, but then the weather the weather was uh, a little bit challenging, I think. And we're going to do that same presentation early in the year here at Millburgers? Or, no, we... Or a we different did, one? Uh, David has done that presentation. Oh, Okay. The uh, winter gardening presentation okay. here here at Melburgers. We're going to do the both the, like we did last year the rodeo tomato. Oh yeah, both we'll do the, both of those here at Melburgers and at uh, Medical Center. It's and a- then then we're going to do uh, uh, the milkweed another milkweed program. Oh, see okay. if we can. Yeah, that was a good program. People yeah, like that. See if we can expand the. Our success with uh, getting milk milkweed seeds to germinate. Okay. Oh, and I have a picture of something we saw yesterday. I'm going to see if I can get you guys to identify it. Uh, let's see. That's not the best picture. Yeah, here we go. I'll show you. Got f- ferny foliage. We were giggling the whole time. <laughs> Do you want to see it? Ah. Well, so do you have it identified? No. Oh. It, uh, we, we saw it up at uh, Canyon Lake. Oh, yeah. It was uh, at the library and the uh, thing. <coughs> it sort of looks like, is it firecracker? Okay. That's not it. No, I know, but it kind of looks that way. And the, uh, like I say, the foliage is real ferny and it's got some... Some different looks to it. Okay. I can't hear. That's because you don't have your headphones on. Oh. 
<laughs> try, the, try that. See I'll where you go. A, I'll put on the calendar. Oh, okay. All right, Sad. <laughs> I, I, I was telling Milton, Jer- Jerry, that I pulled your the articles I usually do for you out of the Express News. Uh, where the, one of the the article was about uh, weed, the weed control or the weed reaction, what you might see out in your lawn. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, then, then I also had a very nice uh, ad from Millburgers, and I had it there at that program I gave this morning. And somebody uh, thought it was a very good uh, article, and they both have disappeared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Calvin's article is so good, people are stealing it. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. Uh. But I thought I still had it because I I had a, I put everything in a, in a box, and then I le- looked, and it was just the outside of the article, not the article. So. <laughs> the, uh, how, how many articles have you written on our sustainable winter, what do you call it, sustainable winter lawn or grass? Uh, sustainable, uh, let's see, the sus- sustainable winter lawn, yeah, that's yeah, what okay. we call it. Yeah. How many articles have you written on just On one, that? One or two? Oh, uh, maybe five or six. Oh, okay. A little bit. Some of them, some of them were one, uh, one or two, yeah, maybe two or three were pretty much that topic. But their, the other four or five were pieces of, you know, kind of like. Okay. Or you could. Yeah. You could. You, you've just, got the, You've sent those to Plan Answers, right? Um. Not all, probably not all of them. I better check. Well, but, maybe the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I sent the first one to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a search for it, and uh, I've got a beautiful, beautiful uh, sustainable winter lawn. Bluegrass. Hmm. Oh. It came up after the last. It, I had about an inch or so of rain, and that backyard is just beautiful green. Huh. And my neighbor's yard is beautiful green with that beautiful bluegrass. Mm. Oh, your bluegrass? Is, my bluegrass. Your bluegrass went over to your neighbor's and said, I'm going to help I, you? I guess it went over there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it got over there. But uh, it's really showing out now. And the neat thing is I've got, uh, you know, that uh, plot of ground I've got below the, down the hill from the house that I've got the... Uh, uh, Turks cap in and never watered for seven or eight years. Uh, that thing is blooming now with that bluegrass in front of it. So I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna use your your article and uh, and talk good things about bluegrass. And I've taken pictures of since you came by to get the seed. I've taken pictures of how to save your own seed. Uh-huh. And I did that last year. And so I'm going to put those with that and then send them to uh, Neil Spare because <laughs> he always gets questions on how to control, how to get rid of that bluegrass. Oh, and, they, and they show a big clump of bluegrass that had never been mowed. Well, (laughs) 
A&M has been trying to develop a bluegrass for Texas forever. But this thing does well in Texas in the winter. Uh-oh. In the winter. So are you going to try to have Parsons potent? <laughs> Parsons? Parsons? Uh, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid that outdates me. Parsons pesky <laughs> bluegrass. It's, Parsons, a, it's amazing. Perpetual bluegrass. There, there we go. go. Parsons perpetual. It's amazing how widespread that is. Now, uh, Kevin, in your article, did you uh, differentiate between rescue grass and bluegrass? How, how can you tell the difference? Well, I tell the difference um, based on their their growing pattern and. Uh, where they're growing in my yard. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, they sh- aren't they shorter? Re- rescue oh, yeah, my my rescue grass seems Stay like short. it's straight. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. And uh, the bluegrass blue grass seems to be elongated. a little bit of a little bit of a pe- uh, oh, joints or... Yeah, but... Uh, but it, it's easier to identify it when they're... In the same piece of ground than it is when you're they're separate. Yeah, yeah. Because I always, <clears throat> but I, I, I really don't. When somebody says, "Well, they got, what do they have? Bluegrass or rescue grass?" I generally just move on to the next issue because, <laughs> based on the description, it's hard. Yeah. If you if you're mowing them both, they're pretty hard to tell, aren't they? Seemed to me it, it, that is. Yeah. We, we ought to, yeah, one, that one of the things we ought to do is figure out how to really clarify. But I think they're, I think they're both so versatile and they ch- change based on the um, situation they're in. Sure, does that bluegrass prosper in the shade too? Does what? The bluegrass prosper in the shade? We're talking yeah, about oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rescue, rescue grass. Perpetual does. bluegrass now. Yeah, bluegrass. Yeah, it's, an, it's a new variety that grows well. In, in San Antonio in the winter. I don't want any. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you sold it. If you <laughs> the uh, as I was walking up here, there's a very affordable fragrant plant that they that uh, Millburger has gotten in. Lots of them. Okay. S- Cyclamen stock. No stock. No. Uh, the little white got little white blooms on them. Very uh, fragrant. Oh, is it? Just, it's not just is your, that Alyssa? your imagination. Oh, yes. Alyssum? Yeah. Alyssum, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the white. No, uh, I'm mm-hmm. talking about Alyssum. Yeah, okay. And I mean, and I've got a lot of them. I thought he was taking my side on the white cyclamen myself. Uh, <laughs> oh. Good so, luck with that. So I, I didn't stop to, I stopped to smell them. And beautiful fragrance, but uh, they're in six packs. Or uh, they're mm. super six. They're uh, they're four inch four and a half. Yeah. Do you know how much they cost? Dollar fifty nine. Huh? A dollar fifty nine. Oh, okay. For each each pot plant. So basically, a dollar sixty. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna. Why don't you just say a dollar sixty seven with tax? Oh, okay. What? 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, you know what the hit was at the program this morning, though? The stocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I made a... Need help identifying that. Go ahead, the hot stock. Go ahead, you're fine. You're, keep talking. No, okay. Trace is looking. <laughs> Why was the stock such a hit? Oh, well, because of the fragrance and then the beautiful blooms. Yeah. And, they've, you know, I, I got them uh, last week here at Millburgers and uh, left them outside up to last night. Then last night I t- took them over to the education center. And, uh, gosh, yeah, they look good. And I, I hadn't, I wasn't going to give them each flower. We gave them um, broccoli and... Uh, yeah, yeah. Lettuce. And, yeah. And they all wanted a stock, didn't they? Uh, yes. They it was stock. It was terrible. I had to, first thing we did was try to move them to a different location so that they wouldn't associate them with the handout. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, and then I... Yeah, uh, uh, the stocks in four and a half inch, too? So I don't have anything in four and a half inch. And stocks, um, yeah. So the stocks are in 10-inch pots, Yeah, and they're in four-inch pots. Yeah, yeah, there. Okay, so they're... The, and are they the same price, the, the $1.59, not $1.60? Yes. <laughs> well, for a while, though, the stocks were, what, four for... For a while, yeah. 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 They were. Might be again. Oh, look. And double They're check. Not. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, they might be again. Okay. But. So wh- which which blooms more, stocks or alyssum? Well, alyssum blooms for longer. But stocks with that purple, pink, and white are just pretty hard. Well, they have alyssum in white and purple. So my stocks last year went from January to May, middle of May, blooming the whole time. Is that oh, right? Oh, wow. I didn't. I lost mine in the, uh, the winter, the, 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 big, uh, the Christmas big. freeze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, ble- I wonder if that alyssum, would deer eat alyssum? Uh-oh, we need calls. 210-308-8867. Do, I don't know if they'll. Do the deer eat your alyssum? It's fragrant. and uh, Do they like fragrance? They don't like fragrance. Like, oh, they don't like fragrance. It's like peppermint candy. I bet you they do. Oh. <laughs> but but the neat thing about that alyssum is it'll spread. It's like a ground cover. And, then, and, and the bloom all over it. Doesn't it drape too? Yeah, like yeah. Like if you use yeah. it in a hanging it can, basket, it can right, run. Yeah, right on the side of a pot. Yeah, and they're 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 pretty versatile on the uh, sun. Morning sun, they do pretty. They do well. Well, yeah. And of course, and they can tolerate the full sun and even our, even our oh yeah afternoon sun. Calvin, that, is this your article for flavorful Thanksgiving side? Try Brussels sprouts sautéed with bacon and mustard vinaigrette. No. No. I'm looking at my essay. I saw that. I thought <laughs> I thought that you were trying to hide it from Jerry. So uh, it wasn't a... sounds like a Ruth Chris's uh, menu item. Oh. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay. Anyway, we need to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Garden in South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. Sitting on the porch watching uh, the world go by on 930 a.m. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. On this Veterans Day, I meant to sh- start the show off with a thank you to our, our veterans. And, and uh, we just want to honor you here uh, on this Veterans Day. Got a question from the crowd coming up, but I want to talk to about, rather, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Talked to Warren Remy the other day. He's doing great and helping lots of people stay pest-free. He's been doing that since 1976, and he said that, like, last weekend when he called, they're getting mice questions, they're getting um, uh, rat questions, and I think they're getting termite questions. So uh, those are all things they can help with, and they're getting... The cool thing is, and I love it, I love that he said it, because when I say it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, Milton's saying that. But I like the fact that Warren said it. That is, they're getting calls from other pest control companies because these guys are the experts. Again, they've been learning and learning and learning uh, since 1976 and helping people. So when other companies have problems, they call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. So what should you do if you have problems? You can call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, or go online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That is GoSpiderManPest.com, and you can learn more. All right. You want to come on the air with us, and that way we'll uh, come grab the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys will be able to, to hear you. You've kind of started with Calvin, and you want to – you don't oh, – there you go. Okay. What you got going on there? What's happening? Well, I would, the last six weeks I started to have a die-off on some of my shrubs in the front yard. This is a photo of it. Okay. Here, I'll show, show Jerry real quick. And uh, I don't – do you know what that – do you know what that is? I've got several there. I mean, I've been in the house 10 years. I think they got planted about 20 years ago, but they're just randomly getting that. And my neighbors up and down the street are seeing the same thing. Can you tell what shrub it is? Well, I, my first thought was that it was boxwood. but That's what I it, thought, too. He, he says it, it's dwarf. It, yeah, it's dwarf yopon. It's a much smaller oh. leaf. Um, but anyhow, I, I just... I don't know if I got a fungus or there's something going on in the neighborhood. Because how much did you water it this year? Barely at all. Um, yeah. But I, I've been told different things. I've been told don't water because it's 100 degrees for 90 days no, straight. No, good luck. Kind of don't stuff. go back to that. <laughs> don't go back <laughs> there. They told you that. But see, it's like, all, the ones all, on also, the left and right are doing fine, and the one in the middle just he's up and dead. And so it, I watered you know once a week like. Yeah, but like my my irrigation system is going, but I just don't understand what. Okay. Well, they're they're competing with each other, and if they're not, yeah, yeah, there's there's some of them have more root system than others, and uh, they're also if you you look they they've been severely pruned, mm-hmm. um, and they, but they're ten years old. Have they been that size no, all the I, time? Uh, no, I've been in the house 10 years. I believe they... Like, the get house a little, little closer years. to the mic. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's the, okay. Uh, you're fine. Yeah. It was... I've been in the house 10 years. I've never seen this happen. And I think they're about 20 years old. Okay. What? Well, 
It's a com- then it's probably a combination. One of the Would things- you say this is the same plant? Uh, no, that's a Japanese boxwood that's been rounded off like yours. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's yeah. several, like I said, in the, in the neighborhood um, that you can see that, like, th- these are rounded off across the street. Okay, and they're not doing well either. Yeah, so some of them are. It, but it's just so random. As I walk my dog and I look up and down the street, there seems to be the same thing going on. But some yeah. are doing well and others are. That's right. It's a competition with the limited water there. Yeah. Some are going to make it. Some aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Dorf Yopon is much. We see that this pattern is is also Dorf, Dorf Box or Boxwood is showing the same pattern. The other thing is that the other cause in their contribution is that that severe pruning uh, it, uh, it doesn't look like they're leaving any uh, you know usually you want a, a third of the new growth or a portion of the new growth mm-hmm. and it looks like they're they're trying to deal with the dieback a bit by just being by severe pruning yeah and uh, and uh, I, guess, I guess the main the main thing I would do is just concentrate on water right at that base. At the base instead and of then, using the then, irrigation system? Yeah, don't, and try, try not to do any uh, more of the pruning, that severe pruning, until you see new growth that will at least six inches or so. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did. I, Jerry, you've, you've grown uh, those dwarf yopons for years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I think, what they are. Dwarf yopon? Like, yeah. Is that the, the, the is that what you're saying? I, I don't know that's yeah, how you spell yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. okay. That's, that's what they are, yeah. So how did you water them? Were you using a water system? I mean, an irrigation system? Uh-huh. It's the same irrigation system I've used for the last ten years. I've been in the house. It ain't been this dry for the last. No, and that years. yeah, and that's that's true. And it, but I, it's just weird because it it began after the Labor Day weekend as yeah. this stuff started showing up, but it was no. hot as heck. You know, June, July, August, and I yeah. just, you know, I just had the sprinklers going, but I yeah. just can't figure. I, I'm kind of perplexed. I'm like, are that's they just dry. old? Take care. Are they just old and dying, or uh, no? Know, just, that's drought. You didn't water them enough. Didn't water them. You take, could. Yeah, take, as hot take and dry as it's been for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to deal it, with your curiosity. Yeah. Take, take one of those that's half dead, and just to take your hand spade and dig in, dig towards the root system there. Uh huh. And, and I'll bet you'll find that the, that a good portion of it is is dry. Some of them are getting enough water. Some of them are getting almost enough. Yeah. But obviously some aren't getting enough. I guess. That's total water. It's lack of water. Lack of water. You could not. I want you to go back and slap that guy that said Well, I had one quote-unquote horticologist tell me that in this drought that they went dormant this summer and to overwater them, I'd be killing them. Go back and slap it. Yeah, yeah. Where did he? Where did he go to university? That I don't know. No. That I don't know. They they claimed I was doing it all wrong. So I was like, yeah. I've never heard of a plant. Well, I mean, I know you can overwater plants, but I thought you can't. That doesn't sound during quite the right. heat and drought that we had. Yeah, you can't overwater. Okay. That that was my inclination. But. Yeah. 
All right. Um, Don't go back there. No, no, no. And if you do, snap right, so, the guy that's So it. how should he water them now? Like a, uh, like like a soaker hose type thing? Just the whole bed? or Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah and just yep. to kind of start that process with the, the hose is one thing or your... The tree hugger. Yeah, you know, one of those. They have the tree hugger sprinklers that wrap around the roots, so okay. can, you just turn them on a little bit. They sound like that, but better. <laughs> uh, but you turn them on just a little bit, so it waters that root ball. Kind of give them, kind of give <laughs> them all an emergency. <laughs> all right. Hour. And yeah. Then go, and then go. And then Even into the fall and winter? Oh, water yeah. Water like that? Okay. Wait, are they evergreen? What, yopons? Dwarf yopons, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so they could... He could notice uh, come back on the greenery. Well, yeah. When, uh, when will he notice whether he's doing he, right or not? Yeah. He, and should he trim them at all? He's not going to get them too wet. I know that. We, get that no, out of your mind. That's what you said. No, no, no. I just wanted to know like, when he could start feeling good about this, going, all right, those guys were right. This is working. Well, we're talking about uh, new leaves. Deep water. Yeah, the leaves. Yeah. Just at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Now do that do that emergency thing, and then go to your once a week. All right, but you're not going to be able to water them enough with a water system. I mean, a sprinkler, a sprinkler. System. sprinkler system. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I can I can do that. I just uh, let us know how they should. He trim them up a little to like get, if there's brown leaves. You know, Trace is always yeah, talking about brown. cutting them, cut the brown off. You know, where you see the stems. If they're green, yeah. let them be, and you know. Yeah, so something like this one where it's intermittent, what do you think? Just water it and hope for the best? or uh, That brown is not going to come back. No, I know. So, And if you cut it, if you cut it out, uh-huh. the bush, a whole bush will be irregular. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Christmas is coming up, and re- replacement shrubs, well, and that's yopons. A- well, that's oh, what I'm looking burper. at. Do I need to pull them out and just replace them? There I guess you go. Going. Okay. All right. I can do that, too. That's what I'm just trying to hunt it down. And then go. Now, once you replace them, uh-huh. you're going to water them once a week thoroughly, like Calvin was talking about, uh-huh. for the next two years. All right. Do they get established? or? Uh-huh. Do they yeah, get established? Yeah. Do they get it? Right. Okay. Yeah, all the ones I'm seeing are real tiny around here. So compared to these, you know, these are four feet chest high. The ones. Oh wow. Like, you know, so they're they're very mature. And oh, I even had somebody yeah. else tell me, well, you know, plants get old and die when they get 20 or 25 years old. I'm like, oh, okay. I've got yopons at my front door, <laughs> in my front bed, water going out the front door, that are 40 years old. Yeah. And they're. Five, six feet tall. They're they're almost as old as Jerry. They are. <laughs> and uh, now they're, you now, know, they sell them as dwarf. But after forty years, they're cut. They're getting into my uh, sidewalk, oh. up to the house. Okay. Mm. So I'm gonna have to cut them back, or either, probably replace them. Uh, yeah, you can. It depends on your your budget too. You could just start by replacing the most severely yeah injured ones. Well, some of them look like well, some of them are just flat out dead. Some of them are gonna yeah. yeah. Some of them are gonna uh, rec- gonna recover. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just those are, those are the ones you overwatered, right? 
<laughs> I, who knows? According to that lady. Maybe I should know. go back and with you and slap that guy. Uh, it, maybe maybe the dog is peed on you. <laughs> uh, no, even the dog didn't want to go out Any, in that heat. Anybody yeah. that says something was overwatered for the last four years mm-hmm. need to be slapped. Yeah, well, they, there ain't no way. Okay, we're not going to encourage violence now. <laughs> she didn't say I didn't I overwatered. Say she, she just said I watered it uh, when there was a dormant period because uh, the plants know that it's a drought. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, all right, lady, you say It so. was a woman? It was a female, yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't, you you know know don't, don't, Uh-oh. don't get him into this. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, yeah. let's take a break. No, uh, all right. I didn't say shoot him, man. But that I, that kind of gives me something to look at, so yeah. I, I appreciate the help. Thank okay. you. Cool, thanks, yeah. All right. Y'all have a good one. Don't Thank go you. back. All right. Don't go 210-308-8867. Thanks, man. All right. 210-308-8867. Thank goodness Toll it wasn't somebody who told it that not here. Okay. Uh, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. All right. Well, yeah, that's an... Yeah, a lot of. A lot I mean, of, even I could have diagnosed that. <laughs> a lot of people uh, think you don't have to water in the winter. Okay. We've discussed this quite a bit on on lawns and things. Uh, but even in El Paso, where it never rains, they water in the winter. In the winter. All right. So what are my, what are my plants doing? So let's take my uh, shrimp plant. Your shrimp plant that go, goes, it gets cold and it goes dormant. Do I still need to water it? The water root system, yeah. Okay, so that's a month. Yeah. All right. I was trying. Okay. Good. There we go. Okay. Or if you're or, if you're lucky, it might start raining again. Yeah. Let's see what the weather looks like. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, I, uh, I went out and checked my rain gauge yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did you get some rain in the past uh, couple days? I had to empty my rain gauge. No, you didn't. It had a drop of water in it. <laughs> okay. I started to call the weather people to tell them. <laughs> I got a drop. You were going to go slap the weather people? <laughs> wow. Okay. We got percentages at least up until uh, oh, Monday night. Yeah, 50%. Isn't it? I got 70. I got, when we're doing the show tomorrow, I got 70% chance of rain. All right. Uh, but tomorrow night, 90% chance of rain. Yeah. But my and, and, the weather guy that I like yeah. so much, I keep, he keeps saying, he says, <laughs> It's going to rain. The whole area may get some rain, but it's going to be less than an inch. Oh, oh, this week? Yeah. Oh, man. And then he says, <laughs> that's Jason on Channel 12. Uh-huh. And then he says, uh, but we'll take all we can get. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Okay, yeah. so on according to the uh, government website, weather.gov, oh. New chance of precipitation, 70%. New precipitation amounts between a tenth and a quarter of an inch possible. Oh, goody. Listen, we'll take old precipitation. I, I hope that, we don't have to have just new precipitation. <laughs> I hope that tenth doesn't uh, flood any uh, roadways, you know. Yeah, and we have to have flood rescues, you know. I don't know. that now. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did they call it? Uh, the high, high, water. high water, yeah. Uh, Sunday night's 90%, but I don't know if that's all we're getting is that tenth and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's basically going to make the road slick. I hope, I hope we get more than that. It might. 
course, the Sinisa are being quiet on this one. <laughs> All right, two, That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's not, exactly. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to come back. I'll tell you about my Pruski's experience. Again, we uh, tried something new there, and uh, we had it on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I'll tell you how it went. It went well. Did you get one of those fast-moving ducks? No. That, that's the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah ducking. We didn't get the ducking. Swedish sausage? No. I'll tell you in a minute. On 9.30 a.m. <laughs> Why would you go if you didn't get one of the... We talk about Peru Skis Market uh, right there in Atkins, Texas. They're open today until, uh, I want to check the hours out, but I think they're open today till 6. Uh, but, yeah, I encourage you to go on by. Uh, first off, it's an old-fashioned meat market, delicious meats. They now have in the beef section, they've got the Yanta meats, which are the natural choice, which uh, no growth hormones, no uh, antibiotics. Uh, and uh, a lot of folks are looking for that. Uh, go try that out. Now, um, they've got a lot of different sausages. Uh, I've heard some. Now, I haven't had any because it's too hot. I've had the uh, uh, kashuko. I've had the wedding sausage. Calvin has had the uh, the Swedish sausage and stuff. We need you to go by and get some more Swedish sausage. I guess I do. It's been yeah. a while. I know. Um, the sausages are great. I uh, got uh, the... Uh, you know what? A, re- a review on the uh, jalapeno and cheese sausage, which was uh, the review was like incredible. That's what the, that was the word they used. Incredible. Uh, and what I had, which was also incredible over there at Pruski's Market, was we got the uh, the ready to. It's just uh, you cook it up. It's already kind of prepared. I don't know what there's a name for them, and I'll have to find out. Uh, but they're not cooked yet, but they are ready to be cooked. And that was the. Um, Stuffed pork chop. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I did find out what it was because I saw it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a pork chop. It's butterfly. Jerry kept asking me, how do they stuff that pork chop? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, well, it's usually kind of thin, uh, pork chops are. Oh, yeah. So it's, so it's butterfly. Okay. And the cornbread stuffing is in it, and it's got a glaze on it. Oh, man. Oh, man, was it good. In fact... Okay, Edmund's probably not going to like me saying this, but you can split it with two people. Uh, it's that generous. Uh, <laughs> and it is so good. So if you're looking for something to do on this gray day, head on there to Atkins, Texas, and you'll have fun. It's an old-fashioned uh, grocery shopping experience with lots of great things to choose from. Uh, we'll probably have the uh, – um, I also got the uh, chicken kebabs. They have the chicken kebabs with jalapeno. I'm not a jalapeno guy, uh, they, so we got jars with just green pepper and uh, green and red peppers on them. And so, yeah, we just he said just put it in the fryer and uh, just heat it up. They got the not the, uh, the air fryer. Yeah, you know what I liked. I don't uh, know if they still have that, but they they had a a wonderful selection of old fashioned soda pops. Yeah, yeah. R- oh, yeah. Beers in the and, bottle. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, and yeah. We will have to ask Edmund. We'll visit with Edmund next Ed, week. We'll ask him. <laughs> you know, you were inclined to do like three of these and three of these. Yeah, they had the, the fun stuff. That yeah, yeah. A lot, uh, of, a lot of people say that 
drinks are better if they're in glass bottles. Oh yeah, uh, I know. I I enjoy them more. When yeah, yeah. The uh, it's Prusky's Market, Highway 87, uh, between 410. Especially one gallon. Yeah, Irish whiskey bottles. Oh, okay. oh geez. And 1604. Oh, <laughs> poor Calvin. And uh, 1604 and 410 on 87. Uh, and you can uh, find them online at Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. That's Prusky'sMeatMarket.com. All right, 210-308-8867. Oh, and uh, uh, you can call ahead for stuff. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Trace is back on the porch with us. I was fully expecting you to say we had to go to a commercial. We got a minute. Oh, okay. Gotta go. <laughs> Close enough. I'll give you 60 seconds, and then we got to go. Now, what's going on, Trace? I just uh, sold a bald and burnt out crepe myrtle. Oh, that's cool. Now, that's different than normal, because normally, if we see them from here, we're seeing them in containers. Correct. Uh, is that like the old style, and what are the advantages it, it, it and, and disadvantages of the uh, bald and burnt You tend to get a bigger tree for your money. Okay. Um, so trees in general can't get any wider than their pot. And so since these were field dug, they are wider than their ball. So we peel them up with mulch and uh, we sell them that way. Okay, cool. Well, it's another indication of how versatile crepe myrtles are. Oh, yeah. It's also yeah. kind of an a indication of how versatile Millburgers is. Everything isn't all one way. So anyway, but go ahead and crepe myrtles. No, but if you, you know, if you, they, they, I was just trying to think of uh, how often I've experienced where crepe myrtles have not survived, but I don't, there's not very many times that I've yeah. experienced that. We've, we've had calls, but quite, uh, quite often it's been easy to, def, to def, def, define why, why the crepe myrtle is not performing. Yeah, you know, the water or the lack of soil or shade, the lack shade. of sun. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, they're 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 pretty, and then uh, then of course it's wonderful to have a plant where you know how tall it's going to get. Yeah, and what color the blooms are going to be. Now that the leaves are off the trees, off the crape myrtle, almost, huh? Almost off. Yeah, but you can really see that ball moss on it. I mean... Oh, on the crepe uh, myrtles? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it seems like they attract ball moss. But uh, now that you can... The leaves are kind of... Most of them have thinned out. Uh, those, uh, the ones that stay small, uh, you can see the all that ball moss. On. Well, I'm really pleased because I had thought I lost... A relatively large uh, Mexican white oak that I'd planted over in the Education Resource Center. Yeah, and it did. It did the round leaves, and the leaves held. And then I was uh, moaning and groaning about it today. And uh, one of the uh, volunteers said, "Well, Calvin, there's leaves coming up all over here." So, I guess that just uh, kind of surprised me because I thought it was. It's relieving. Yeah, it's relieving. That's a that was a relief. Yeah, it, it never gets old. 
It does not. It does. It's not. It's not relief in every. I can read your mind, there. Trace. Yeah, sometimes uh, it's old. trunk it is. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so it's uh, quite often it's uh, good to be optimistic and uh, keep keep watering. Keep the faith. Yeah. Uh, well, no, to keep it alive. Oh, okay. Well, how long has it been planted? How long? This has been a uh, year. A year. Yeah. We say keep watering them. Well, every, what, what we every uh, every two days. This is always is always an issue when you got a lot of us volu- uh, volunteers, uh, you know, kind of dividing up the task. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, and I hate it when they do this. They let their jobs and their families and getting transferred by the military. Yeah. Get in the way of their taking care of the trees. Uh, there you go. That's a sad thing. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about what folks should be doing now. Um, Calvin talked about winter color, but anything for the yard, or is it too late for the winter weeds? They're coming, and no if you didn't do pre-emergent, you're... No such thing is too late. Okay. It'll always have some effect. Oh, really? Okay. And now do you do a pre-emergent, or you do... What do you do? Uh, pre-emergent. This is time to do compost. Oh, okay. Um, and post-emergents are as needed, and some of them will work with the cooler temperatures, and some of them won't. So, so it kind of depends on what they have, what kind of grass it's in. All right. And what God has brought us today. So, what is a cooler temperature? Where? What's the so high? Weed-free zone is the most likely scenario, and it requires a forty to eighty-five degree window. Okay. Well, for we're certainly like there. Three days. Because the highs this week. Or uh, I can't find a high higher than seventy-seven. So well, I think Roundup is even working. Roundup works no matter what temperature it is. It just works slower when it's cold. Yeah, yeah. I've had pretty. I I sprayed quite a bit of uh, rescue grass with uh, Roundup. Well, it's a it's a kind of amazing though. The you spray it kills it relatively easy, but guess what? There's more seed there, and it comes right back. A new new crop comes right right back up with it. All weed problems start with a pre-emergent herbicide. All right. You can't win unless you do it. Okay. And so what you're you're doing is keeping it from germinating again. Correct. Throwing seeds and and of course you're. Well, I was going to say with the pre-emergent is you, you generally don't want to use them in your vegetable garden or in your in your uh, annual flower garden. Yeah, yeah. Cause okay. Because you're, you're you're changing things out. You're planting things. So so one of those contact herbicides is quite often the best choice to do the the short term control that you want. Or you send your wife out to pull them. Or you can do what? Oh. Or you can send your wife out to pull oh, them. Oh, okay. Um, that didn't go over very well. No, that no. sounds like Jerry's advice. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I got to pull a live oak out. Well, how strong's your wife? <laughs> yeah. All right. 210 well, But Trace knows his wife is not listening, so he that's why he dares oh. say that. I can get away with it. Okay. And, and I guess I could get away with it, too, because my wife's not listening. All right. 210-308-8867. Need a Alyssum report on... Deer friendly, deer resistant. Yeah, yeah. 
Boy, the deer are doing uh, rubbing their antlers on on everything. They, I think, they may do more damage with antlers than yeah, especially this time of the year. And the, it's interesting what they rub on. Like uh, <laughs> when we were checking out uh, Bush Morning Glories, you know, had had a pretty uh, flexible yeah. stem on it. When it gets about five or six feet tall, deer rub that sucker down. Even Texas mountain laurel. Yeah. And yeah. your 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 favorite crepe myrtles. They'll rub on those too. Yeah. But when they're watching them do the rubbing, I say, "Oh my man, he looks like a savage there." If 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 he feels tough dealing with the other bucks as he was with this uh, that poor crepe myrtle, uh, get something. Done. I saw a 14-point up this morning at the female. He wasn't hanging on your fence, was he? No, but he was kind of looking looking uh, at me. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but I, I don't think I've ever seen a 14-point there in female states. Now, let's see. We uh, we talked about some of the color here. Are you changing? Did I change the subject, I guess? No, no, it's okay. Uh, we talked about the cyclamen, the stocks, lots of colors and pansies. They're pretty. Well, there's uh, and then the dianthus, uh, he was pointing yeah. out. Is that, Primrose is on sale for the first time. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Hold on, let me check. Uh, the, is that what, what's kind of sale, the $30? Yes. Okay. Yep, 5 for 30 If you haven't seen those Primrose, or I, I call them Primula, but if yeah, they are unbelievable. That's got the... Those blooms that look like that show paint to me, just that thick, waxy. Looks like an African violet to me. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen? Do you remember? I haven't seen for a while. Like, there's they even have a brown kind of a, a flower sometimes in past years. Mm-hmm. Blue for sure. Um, all the same colors as pansies, and even almost the shape, but that that also that fi- that. What do, you, what do you call that patterning pattern on the leaves too yeah, it's amazing yeah. so they're 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 not as showy as a cyclamen of course but they're a little more they're subtle and I have proven them to be more cold tolerant than a yeah, cyclamen that's too true. oh really I always just leave, have them out well I always leave one out of each every time it freezes to see what the results were okay how about how have, have you had any issue with slugs and snails uh, there hadn't been a lot of calls on it, no. Cause, uh, but people are just now planting their pansies and stuff for yeah. uh, for Thanksgiving uh, looks. Pa- past years, I've had a little trouble with slugs and snails on it. So do you prevent by, uh, are you just proactive with slug and snail bait? Yes. Yes. Okay. And all you got to do is, uh, I just do it every two weeks, and that seems to do the job. Okay. And, They'll go up. They'll even go up a container after those uh, primula. You, and you put? Do you use that little thing of uh, where you put it in the garden and you fill it with scotch uh, for the snails? No, or is it beer? I, it's beer you fill. No, I just give it the. Uh, you don't do the beer. The, the, the little. Those shots are for me, Milton. <laughs> he leaves them in the garden for you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I've had at least it's like one Santa garden. And, uh, and the uh, hot cocoa. Mm. You just leave <laughs> shots around your garden, and I'll be there. I've had right. at least one gardener that said that he he uh, saves 
any any beer he doesn't finish goes into the Sugden Snail. But he but he's also been known to uh, finish his for beer. Candy was doing Sugden Snail when he was <laughs> oh. drinking beer as he was going through the yard. As long as he doesn't drink the old beer. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Did we say the price of the Primrose? You can Four say and it. a half inch pot regularly, six ninety nine, almost seven. No. Four, four for thirty. Uh-oh. Five for thirty. Trace is checking. Okay, it's a four did inch I, pot. What's did that? I get it wrong? No, it's a four inch pot. Oh, okay. All right, we're gonna take a break. While we do, you give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and uh, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Like the gentleman a little while ago, you can come by, uh, bring a picture, bring a sample, and uh, uh, that sometimes even makes it easier uh, to uh, do the diagnosis. So uh, um, you can bring it to Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and uh, we can do it that way. Are you all getting any uh, questions? Is it still about grass? It's, it's about the grass. Is it always about grass? Uh, lately it has been. Okay. <laughs> And the guy, grass problems guy, are. A guy showed me a picture today where he had about twenty percent of his grass left. Eek! And he kept thinking it was fungus and insects, and it wasn't anything but lack of water. Just lack of water. All right, we got Pat on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Pat. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm I'm doing very well, except for, for allergies. Um. And my gardening days at this age are over, but I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, I need to find a translation into Spanish for a bay leaf tree. And I know there are other names that are called, you know, that these things that we call in English, there's a, tra- a Spanish translation. And I'm trying to, <clears throat> to give out some recipes. And I'm saying bay leaf to this person, and they're going, huh? <laughs> yeah, so we need a Spanish translation for bay leaf. I think Trace was looking it up. Uh-oh, Trace is looking it up. Good, yeah. because I looked in well, my dictionary. My trusty phone said it's Bailey's. B-A-I-L-E-Y-S. <laughs> like in Irish cream. I don't know if that's real. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, it, she said like Irish, uh, Okay. You know, I, I have the recipe for homemade Bailey's Irish cream, and I've actually made it. Huh. And it involves a lot of things, including Irish whiskey, which is just horrible. And Uh-oh. by the time you get it all together, you've made a couple of bottles, and they cost as much as just buying one out of the store. <laughs> I think you've won Calvin over. I guess got also got a Hoya de Laurel. Laurel, okay. I don't know. I had that in my mind, and I thought, well, well that must be some other tree. Oja de Laurel? Okay. Oja, Oja, H-O-J-A. H-O-J-A, Oja de Laurel. 
which I'm probably Oha, butchering I, that pronunciation, but... Yeah, I forget what Oha means, but it's what? not I. Okay, I appreciate it. What are you making, Pat? Uh, actually, <clears throat> red beans and rice. Yeah, I was wondering. And, I, you know, you buy Bailey's in the store and you get about a thousand of them in that package that you'd never use in one whole lifetime. But um, my uh, grandson... Uh, grandmother has a bay leaf tree in her backyard and she just calls it the bay leaf tree but I know there's a Spanish name for it but Oja de Laurel okay I'll yeah. get that one well you need that's that's what that's what I remembered uh, bay leaves for was the for red beans and rice and then as a kid when you actually get one of the bay leaves in your red beans you know, in the kind of the, the stewish stuff it's like, ah, what is this? Ah. <laughs> but, yeah, once it's explained to you or you're told to just be quiet and eat around it or move it, it's you do. But, yeah, you mm-hmm. need those bay leaves. No, yeah, they're very important in yeah. the Creole stuff. Have you ever used Tony Cachera's Creole seasoning? It comes uh-uh. in the spice. It's hotter than the Dickens. You can just use a little bit, and it's expensive. But, boy, is it good. Look for it. It's kind of a red and green package, and it's C A C H E R E S. Tony Cachetters. Okay, we got another pronunciation for you here. Do you, do you want the headset? Okay. Hi, ma'am. Hi. I think that in Mexico we call laurel the bay leaf. You call so it what? Laurel. 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 L A U R E L. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. I'll send you all that <clears throat> that Bailey's Irish cream recipe if you want to just have fun sometimes. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, you take care. I think she's offering to to uh, get you that Bailey's uh, Irish cream for your coffee. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, Calvin's secretly saying, "Call any time, Pat." Calvin accepts bribes. Uh huh. And hey, you have to. Do, coffee is good, and then. Whiskey with it. It's homemade. She's making the homemade <laughs> Bailey's Irish cream. All right, 210-308-8867. That was nice of Nelson to stop in. Yeah. So uh, we were close. <laughs> well, how did he spell that? I think just like a laurel, but just pronounced it uh, oh. laurel. I, th- I think most of them, if they were planted around San Antonio, died in the freezer. Oh, uh, did they? I'm sure they did. Okay. A lot of them did. But you do need them for good red beans and rice. And you need sausage, Pat. I bet Pat's using sausage in that, too. Ooh, we need some good Cajun sausage for the... We'll have to ask Edmund Prusky if he's got some good sausage for red beans and rice. <laughs> or you, or a ham hock. That'd be good, too. We got a... Sorry, I'll stop now. Couldn't you put all of that in the sausage? Isn't Maybe. Isn't that what, what Houdin or whatever that is? Uh, Boudin, I thought... Boudin. Wait, I get it mixed up between Boudin and Andouille. One of them is liver. One oh, of them is liver. Sauce. I don't want that. Okay. They're both good. We'll ask Edmund. Okay. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I was just fascinated by the conversation. I know you were. That's why you were trying to stop it. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I got some uh, tips from on planting uh, pink. Uh, pansies, pinks, ornamental cabbage, kale, and other cool season annuals now. Uh, 
he, uh, Neil uh, brings up an interesting thing. Uh, maybe we don't need to worry about it in San Antonio. But he says, for the record, planting in large pots allows you to keep them up and out of the way of rabbits are a common problem, especially around Dallas. However, they'll also be more vulnerable to cold damage and extreme weather. So I think around here, if you got them in a container, a large container, uh, has to be in the low 20s before it's possible to damage them. Because some things are, are root sensitive, are root uh, hardy, and some things are not. You know, it's funny how the uh, sensitivity changes depending on whether there's uh, vegetables on the fruit or like bro- broccoli heads. And yeah, 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 that's true. Sand- you know, something that was, wasn't, wouldn't be affected at all by a freeze two weeks later gets knocked because of the, the broccoli the broccoli heads are back yeah. are on it the interesting thing about uh, that cold sensitivity is uh holly uh, hollies which are extremely cold resistant uh, if they're in containers they'll freeze but the roots do the roots do I'll be done if they're in containers uh, I I carefully watched uh, uh, when uh, when they grew uh, well we had a cold spell and uh, it killed hundreds if not thousands of dwarf yopon holly. Couldn't believe it. I didn't see that's a that's a native, but when you put them in a black plastic pots and it gets that cold, it'll kill them. And uh, when uh, when we'd have a extreme cold uh, predicted, they would load all the uh, hollies in semis and take them to the valley. Uh, oh. This is uh, Lone Star and uh, Color Spot. We'd take them to the valley for protection. And uh, just just being in the tra- the trailer isn't enough. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, I never really, it doesn't doesn't make sense to me that the plant is so cold-hardy and the roots are so cold-susceptible. Well, and then, of course, we've got firebush that changes its whole character being in a container, you know. Yeah. You think of it as drought-tolerant and uh, just invincible. And uh, get it in a container and change the yeah, situation. Requires as much water as zinnias does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, so with that in mind, uh, you just to, for protection. I mean, if they're getting down to the twenties, uh, and you've got some uh, ornamental cabbage and pinks and pansies. I think pansies are probably pretty tough, even in a container. Yeah, they uh, didn't. They didn't. A lot of them didn't make it through the Christmas uh, yeah. freeze, but usually they make it through yeah. from the day, day they leave the nursery to, to uh, g- nearly June. No, oh, yeah. 
But anyway, if you if uh, if you have ornamentals, flowers in containers, uh, make provisions uh, to move them into protection or cover them uh, with such to keep that uh, container warm. But uh, we got uh, pansies and violas still on sale. Uh-huh. Now, those violas are pretty. Well, the violas moved to being on sale just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And the pansies have been Wed- on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're on sale for a four-inch pot regularly $1.59. On sale four for $5. I love that idea that you're putting... Multiples on sale, multiple plants. You know, back back in the day, there were some people that would just buy one pansy or one petunia, mm-hmm. take it home. Yeah, remember that? Um, it still happens. <laughs> hey, why is he looking at me? <laughs> why is he pointing at me? But you, he, you only want to kill one at a time. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> But then, then he got got married to a very smart young lady. I did. And so doesn't that uh, make him smart by uh, osmosis? Uh, well, yes. Apparently, I kind of even. Apparently, I the, fight the uh, well inevitable. Just think about it, Trace. He's worked with us for twenty five years and uh. really hasn't <laughs> gained a lot of. Uh, but he listens to her. Yeah, yeah that's smart. Her, that's true. <laughs> now. I've got to mention the uh, Christmas toy drive. Mm-hmm. The Blue Santa. S- Saturday, November 18th to so Sunday, next Saturday. December the 10th. Yeah, and we're going to we get bring, somebody on to come talk about we it. We can bring gifts for children up to 12 years old. I think he put that on there for us because Calvin and I want some gifts. To the nurseries. The SAPD, San Antonio mm-hmm. Police Department, will deliver a gift to the key kids in need before Christmas. Gifts may include new, unused clothes, toys, books, and anything but liquids. Cash is also expected for the older kids up here on the porch. Mm, I think you're past that kid description. <laughs> He's reading into something that's not there. Yes, he yeah. is. He does that a lot. Things like body wash sets, body sprays, and other items. Oh, those are not allowed. They don't want those. Discouraged. Yeah, that makes sense. We can take some body wash, can't we, Kelly? <laughs> we don't have to drink it, do we? This no, is, no, no. This, this is for it. the kids now. <laughs> we could use it for uh, aphid spray, huh? <laughs> The SAPD will pick up all the donations after December the 10th. And diverse. That's different. Disperse the the gifts to the homes of children that have signed up for the program. We used to do the system we had before for Christmas. Yeah, it's a little different. We'd commit to a. It's a different recipient. A different program this year. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. Gives you a little more freedom, I guess. Well, we don't have to call people when it gets to the end. Hey, you got an angel and you didn't bring anything. Oh, okay. That's what Jerry's thinking about when 
Yeah. I think, I think Jerry may have collected some of those. Yeah. I'm not sure. Did anybody on the phone tell you that? that we gave them to some guy on the porch. said it was okay. Uh, he'd, he'd accept it if it was like Diazodon or yeah, that's right. Durzban. <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas, yeah. Durzban. How did you know? <laughs> oh, Malathion. Uh, you do like me. Uh, <laughs> I'm frantically looking okay, for an um, email that, uh, that uh, Trace got. I got an email. Okay. And I've misplaced it. Uh-oh. But... Uh, it was from Arthur Milberger. You heard of him. Yes. And, Sounds uh, familiar. He writes, it's a very short thing. He says, how do you, how do you kill uh, mealybugs and turf? I never saw this email. Hmm. No. I, I mean, he sent it to me, and I'm telling oh, you. okay. Why would mealybugs be in turf? What? Why would mealybugs be in turf? I don't know, but that was the message from Arthur. Any any uh, any insecticide should work on mealybugs, but probably they use one of their soil soil drench types would probably be best. Uh, middle of corporate would work. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll find that thing sooner or later. I still got it on my computer. Hmm. We got a question from somebody that said, uh, what is this growth on my Texas mountain wall? And the question was, I had two of these spiky growths on my Texas mountain wall. What are they, and should I prune them off? I mailed a photo, and he mailed a photo... (laughs) Of uh, those uh, bloom spikes on Mountain Wall, Texas Mountain Wall. Mm. Tell me you didn't tell him to cut it off. Uh, do what? You didn't tell him to cut it off. No, 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 okay. no. All right, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> then I look back, and the guy's living in Sun City, Arizona. Oh, wow. Going to Texas Mountain Wall out there. I guess Texas Mountain Wall will do well in Arizona. It's one of the highest... Uh, picked up plants to take in other parts of the country. Is that right? Is that right? Hmm. Especially like in those teachers' conferences when they have them. Yeah, oh, they go back with... They all go back with fully loaded cars. Huh. That's (laughs) kind of cool. So what would you tell them to do? Should he cut them? Yeah, cut them all off. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wrote him back and said that uh, that's next year's blooms. Yeah, so So don't leave it alone. Don't be cutting them off. It's, it's interesting how many people that actually have done that, tuck those things off because they. You tell them it's a, a bloom spike. They it doesn't look anything like a bloom spike now. It, it does if you're familiar with uh, porter weed. Well, that's same thing. Same thing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, all right, let's say you're ready to do some work out in the yard. What are you going to do before you grab that big old shovel and start digging? 
You're going to grab your phone and you're going to dial 811 or you're going to go online on your phone. It doesn't matter. Texas 811.org. Our friends at CPS Energy want you to remember before you dig for any project, whether it's landscaping or a sprinkler system install, call 811 or Texas811.org to have underground utilities marked. It's a free service, plus it is the law, because Texas law requires that everyone contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. And keep in mind, violations could result in fines. Once utility markers are in place, you'll be able to see where it is safe to dig, because you don't want surprises, especially broken utility lines. So before you grab your shovel, grab your phone, and contact 811. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. There's a number I have to call if I start digging in the yard. Is that Jeremy? No. No. Emergency room. Which point he uh, is? 911. (laughs) And because... if you dig out there and don't call 911, uh-huh. you could end up in the hospital. That's right. Yep. Paying an expensive no, hospital bill. Nobody likes surprises, especially seeing Jerry lying there on the lawn holding the <laughs> <Absolutely>. shovel. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that's so, the numbers you need so to remember. If, if, you, if you see Jerry out there digging in the yard, one, he may have called 811. We hope he has. <laughs> but you need to call 911. Thank you. You, you, so it's not a three one one call. It's a nine one one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's three one one? Just uh, for services, city services. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you you want this to be an emergency? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something's terribly, terribly wrong. What have I done? I don't. I don't know what you call if you, if I, I see me out there digging a hole. Call a psych ward. Okay. Because I will have lost my mind. Call Jeremy immediately. There you go. All right. Put the straight jacket on him. Oh, I can hear Jeremy. (laughs) Jerry who? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We told him not to do that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Another tip is to, uh, we're talking about... uh, Spraying uh, broadleaf weeds, uh, those things that aren't grasses, including henbit, clover, dandelion, thistles, and chickweed. Now, uh, it's, it's going to be easy to uh, identify those now uh, after the drought hmm. because there'll be a little green sprout coming up. I mean, uh, Broadleaf, it have uh, two big cotyledon leaves on showing uh, kind of like blue bottles. But you say, well, I'll wait till they get bigger. No, don't do that because you'll forget to spray them. And when they're real little, you can kill them very easily before they get big. Smaller the plant, the more effective the uh, herbicide or the weed killer is. And uh, of course, you might be killing your um, Mil- Milton's uh, wildflower field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to stay away from that. Okay. <laughs> but, what is uh, it? The one that starts with a 
I see um, they're coming up already. Can't uh, think of them. Weed free zone? Uh, no. Is what, what you can use when it turns cooler. It says uh, you need to make this application before temperatures turn cold in a few weeks. Uh, but the when the temperatures turn a little cooler, obviously they're cooler today. Yes, they're a little cooler. Because you two guys are st- sitting there and bundled up, and Calvin's got two coats on. I just have one, and a, but a thick shirt. Thick so- a shirt. Yeah. But anyway, uh, when it turns cool, like you said, you can use uh, Roundup or glyphosate. But uh, what we recommend is a re- weed-free lawn, right? And that's, that's got some 2,4-D in it. And, and it's actually recommended to be used in cool weather. And uh, it acts pretty fast. Uh, but you can see those little young seedlings of weeds coming up now. Mm. In your what once was dead grass, <laughs> still is, or or brown soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah brown soil. Yeah, a lot of places don't don't have any remnant of grass there that no, you can yeah. that you can see. And so uh, it's, you hard, get, you it's get, hard identifying which which of those broadleaf weeds, yeah, or wildflowers are there too. Yeah, well, if you don't... Unless you let it grow a little bit. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> but generally, anything that's green is a, is a weed at this time of the year. If it's in St. Augustine, uh, Bermuda, or something like that. Gosh, but, just uh, think how terrible it is if you had gone ahead and killed a blue bonnet. Yeah, well, wow. I, I always say blue bonnets are Texas state white, weed. Weed, yeah. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> and when I started working with blue bonnets, several ranchers, especially up around the Bandera, said, what the hell are you work, working, trying to propagate that weed, blue bonnet? But anyway. Uh, Bunny Bloom Larkspur. What, what, what man. Larkspur is probably... Yeah. Be coming up too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get the feeling there's a trend of conversations with Jerry that start off, "What the hell are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of those. There's a pattern that seems to exist. And <laughs> uh, hasn't changed much over the it years. It has not. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, oh, um, speaking of uh, things, do you want to mention next Saturday what's going on with Delphine? Oh yeah. Uh, my webmaster has even uh, upgraded the announcement on the front page of uh, PlantAnswers.com, uh, announcing uh, the Delphine Beck pass mm-hmm. on October tenth, twenty twenty-three, at eighty-five years young. But they're having a memorial on November the eighteenth at eleven thirty. Up around uh, at the VFW8537 Canyon Lake on uh, top of the River Road. I don't know whether that's the name of the road, 
But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you go to Plan Answers, they'll have the address, and everybody's using GPS now, like you use on your phone to, yeah. to find things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Like Jeremy uh, uses. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm training his girlfriend how not to have to use that. Okay. But she is amazed that I can find places in San Antonio after living here forty years. Yeah. Without that little machine. You get that etern- internal GPS. Yeah. It's been there before. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh if you let's see, the eighteenth is what? Yeah, next Saturday. Today's a, a week from today. A week from today, yeah. Okay. So uh, those who knew Del, probably everybody knew Delphine because <laughs> she was the one that ran the Gardenville store. Yeah. And uh, didn't take any mess off anybody. <laughs> you may remember Delphine. She uh, and she was a big organic gardener too, like Malcolm. She would, uh, she would try to introduce me to some of her organic recipes, and I would have to be careful not to spit them on the floor in, in her kitchen. But uh, some of them pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, she we we're gonna miss Delphine. I got a wonderful picture of them, of Delphine and Malcolm. On the front page of uh, plantanswers.com. And I also have a link at the bottom of uh, uh, bottom of a page there, the front page, that links to an article mainly about Delphine written by Tracy Lehman. Yeah. The garden writer. But uh, they did a wonderful article about her. It'll be nice to see who shows up. It'll be kind of a little gardening reunion. Yeah, yeah. Well, but we won't what be time is it? Yeah. yeah. It's at 11.30. So how will you see who shows up? No, I won't. I just, oh. somebody <laughs> will have to give us a report. <laughs> and don't worry about missing the show because what? they have it taped, have it recorded. The funeral? K-Loop. K-L-U-P. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can get the podcast. <laughs> there you go. As I as I look to my left and I try to cough, yes, there they are again. That le- purple purple lantana. I know. I really like those. That blooming his brains out in the cold. Yep. We we really missed a deal on that because uh, just look how pretty that is. And uh, you see it out blooming every other color. It's all the way around it. No, they're fuller. And the deer won't eat it. Uh. And like I said, it, I think it blooms all, I've seen it bloom heavily at Christmas, hmm. where the others have kind of shut down, the other varieties. But uh, that thing keeps on keeping on. I don't think it freezes. It may freeze some of the blooms off. Sometimes sometimes it. It'll freeze? Yeah. Um, but if you Sometimes look, in the middle of summer, it kind of declines a bit but yeah is that the only purple antenna that there is as far as i know i don't see any out here for sale except for that one now that's uh 
It's a different the species. different species, yeah. gene species, yeah. Now, you got to be a little careful though. That that almost looks like it's been in a different growing environment than yeah. Uh, but you know, like a temperature controlled or something. Yeah, I think Greg, uh, at least when he was uh, out at Lone Star Nursery, uh, he selected a one that was dark purple, like dark purple. I don't know if that's it or not, but uh, he called it imperial purple. That one looks a little pinkish purple. Yeah. But it's pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. Mm. And uh, people are always looking for purple in their in their landscape. Mm-hmm. But it bloomed. It, I, I swear that it bloomed better in the winter when it's oh, cooler. Yeah, I think all so. All the way up to Christmas yeah, than it does in the from, summer. From now until Christmas, it seems to be its best. I see. I see them in the neighborhood, and um, I've seen them in Monta Vista where they're planted. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to run down a wall. Oh, yeah. And, and That's spectacular. Yeah, they do. And they've got a, we've got a white one out here. Some white. Oh, yeah. The white one's actually looking, it's not quite as full as the purple. but That's right. But That's it's, been the problem. It's close. But uh, anyway, uh, we'd say uh, cool season, we should cool fertilize. Cool season grasses, grasses such as rescue, uh, fescue, and rye with high nitrogen lawn fertilizer. They are able to utilize nitrogen in cooler soils. You know what else is able to utilize the nitrogen in cooler soil? My bluegrass. Oh. <laughs> what about your um, horse herb? Yeah, I haven't seen much horse herb coming up lately. Wow, this I is, mean, in my yard. This will make our next caller happy. Evelyn is on the line. All right, 308, Evelyn. 308-8867. Evelyn, how are you? I'm cold. <laughs> it is a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, when are the onion plants coming in? What's Do that? Do what? The onion plants, when are they coming in? No, well, uh, Trace said he's put in an order for them, but I don't think they're uh, they're here yet. Well, at least two weeks. Up, oh, two Why weeks? are they so late this year? Um, they're well. It's it's funny because they retreated a little bit. We for the longest time we were talking December one, and then <laughs> or was it January one? Yeah. And then and then they started coming in here. You're right, a month yeah. ago. And then now suddenly it's back to a more reasonable <laughs> compromise there. We, I, I would expect they'll show up by December 1. Yeah, the old-timer said that you'd never plant an onion transplant uh, before middle of December. Oh, my. I always planted, well, middle of October <laughs> and always made good onions. Yeah, but they... uh. They wouldn't do is plant them early, because the onion, if if the onion transplant is ne- the neck is a uh, large, uh, you plant them early and they grow a large onion plant, not large, but uh, for a transplant, 
uh, and they experienced cold temperatures, and they're followed by a warm-up. That stupid onion thinks it's seen a, a year's growth in their biennial. Mm. They uh, they generally grow the biennial. The uh, definition of a that biennial is that it it bloom it makes a, a stalk one year, makes a plant one year, and, and a little bulb, and then the next year it's uh, it'll bloom. And so, uh, I haven't but, had any trouble with them bolting them. So yeah, I that, they've um, the breeders have bred against that characteristic. Okay. So I, I think uh, then I think you, Calvin was telling me that last year the only ones that bloomed or bolted were that was that red creel in my garden. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure that's not a, I guess it's a hybrid, but uh, it's not one of the modern hybrids. Well, I had a few of those planted, but they didn't bolt for me either, so I don't know. I guess everybody has a different problem. Yeah, well, uh, I used to tell everybody on the onions, I said, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, tr- the characteristic is, are the uh, for most people when they got a bunch of onions which are usually 60 or more they would give their neighbors keep keep the big ones for themselves and plant and give the neighbors the little ones and the big, the, the big onions that they took so if especially if we had the right weather condition, would bolt, would flower, and the, the little onions that they gave their neighbors uh, would not bolt. They just have great big onions. Yeah, I got mm. harvested at June one. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Evelyn. We need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. I Evelyn. 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up Stars on 930 AM The Answer. Are big and bright. Yeah, yeah. Deep in the heart of Texas. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your garden world. Let's see how we can help you. Are things, like, coming to an end, like like tomatoes? Are they are they just well, they, they, they happy? The um, large tomatoes are putting some fruit on. Oh, and, good, okay. And looking good. Uh, the, cher- the cherry, both of the our favorite cherries, the... Uh, uh, BHN 968. Yeah, and, and Ruby Crush. Ruby Crush are, 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 uh, har- we're harvesting some. A lot of fruit, a lot of green fruit on there. I'm still, when I make my rounds, I still eat most of those that are ripe. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it won't be long that the, some of the big ones will be getting right. And uh, let's see what else. Peppers, mm. not yeah, a lot of a lot of jalapeno peppers, um, and banana peppers 
Oh, and Jerry's Parsons chili patines are a bar. The, the penguins, you, be, yeah, the penguins. You'll be happy to know, Jerry, that uh, Bart's recovered. His plant recovered and is now producing the the big uh, the big cherries that you I mean the big the big peppers that you expect for the seed. As he is unconscious over there. Well, is your hearing aid on, Jerry? Do what? I was just saying. <laughs> I was saying that uh, Bart reported today that his uh, Parsons uh, peppers have recovered are... and they are now producing the bigger fruit. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Good. that's interesting. Uh, you wouldn't come to think about it, when I first uh, collected those seeds. From that plant that uh, Jeremy wondered if it's hot peppers or not. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember we were sitting on the ground beneath a bush <laughs> and picking those peppers off when that question was asked. But uh, I, I, we never knew that uh, they were kind of elongated when the temperatures were hot. Oh, how interesting. So... But uh, since then, we've found that uh, that they get over it when the temperatures get right. Oh, okay. You you also know that I fought off uh, Yolanda and Juanita, uh, who have a tendency and look through my garden to see if there's uh, any. Uh, Peppers or tomatoes that have not been harvested. And, <laughs> and they said, what about these? Can we have some of those? And I, I said, no, we're, uh, we're collecting seed. We're waiting to harvest seed from those. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I yeah. thought maybe I should uh, put some of a cover on them or something. Yeah. Because cause they became, they became much a, more desirable when they're... <laughs> and, and, don't touch them, you know. Put a skull and crossbones <laughs> out there, but... <laughs> <laughs> no trespassing like, on this plant. Yeah. The old joke about the farmer had people raiding his uh, watermelon patch. And so uh, he said, I've had enough of this. So he put a big sign out there. Uh, one, one of these watermelons have been poisoned. You know, the fruit has been poisoned. And it, that I worked for a little while, and then somebody came by and scratched out the one and put two. Oh. <laughs> Oops. So the farmer didn't know which one. Uh, yeah. But anyway. I, uh, I understand now. It took me a second. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, I came across a deal that I thought was appropriate to... Uh, uh oh. <laughs> to our show on the internet, it says uh, Tyson Foods, one of the biggest meat producers, is investing in insect protein. Huh. In other words, they, you know, they've been eating uh, grasshoppers and stuff for years. Yeah. Yeah, well, David Rodriguez used to have. Cricket cooking class. There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, 
Tyson Foods, the biggest, one of the biggest meat producers in the U.S., is getting into that because mm-hmm. the, they say the uh, it, is is uh, said meat the meat processor on Tuesday said that it's vel- invested in Protic Tech. P-R-O-T-I-X, a Netherland-based insect ingredients maker. Hmm. (laughs) So uh, what I'm picturing next year at this time on the show, when people call with grasshopper problems, you're going to say, well, you know, one of the answers is Uh, (laughs) you want to get a little bacon fat. (laughs) We like to stay up with the technology, Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, that facility will use animal waste to feed black soldier flies. What is the source of this if people want to see the article? <laughs> no, really, if they want to read this. Where it's the, uh, I got it off the Internet. No, that's, that's a help. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's lots of things on the Internet I want to. Yeah. Didn't get it from Dennis, did you? Yeah, said, what's the website? Maybe Dennis will send it to us. Yeah. Uh, it says... It's under the heading of Mission Ahead. Okay. It's spelled eight strains by a gizzard author. Okay. CNN. Okay. Updated uh, 1020 a.m. EDT Friday, October 20th. Okay. 2023. But I don't. It's a CNN. Yeah, that's the source. Uh, out of New York. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, the facility used animal waste to feed the black soldier flies, which will then be turned into food for pests, pets, I'm sorry, pets, poultry, and fish. Tyson did not disclose the financial specifics of the deal. Said those flies <laughs> are not going into human food at this point. Oh, okay. Today we focused on more of an ad- ingredient application with insect protein that we are a consumer product. But I don't know why that is. <laughs> you, uh, you won't even eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I don't picture you coming in going, uh, yeah. oh, I had I had a big bowl it's, of crickets this instead morning. Instead of breakfast. these crackers, uh, we'll have yeah. uh, <laughs> I just do not picture that, uh, that scenario. <laughs> Said insect protein, long held as a substantial food source, hasn't caught up in the, in the mainstream. But in recent years, insect... Interest in insects as ingredients for animal food mm. has been growing. <laughs> Said the insect, uh, the demand for insect protein, mainly as an animal feed and pet food ingredient. Now, who in the hell is going to feed their pets insect protein? I mean, we've got different cat foods. That uh, you know, made of prime beef and everything else. I don't know. Well, one of the top uh, dog foods. Is yeah. His liver. Is, uh what's what's the? Uh, can you, I've been feeding it for years, uh, but that was one of those things that Ju- Judy had an automatic 
uh, pay for. And I, well, a subscription? I, and I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't quite believe that we were paying more for dog food than we were for uh, uh, lamb and steak, you know. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, the insect protein uh, could reach uh, half a million metric tons by 2030, up from uh, today's market of 10,000 10, 10, metric tons. Uh, that year, Mars launched a line of cat food made from insects called Love Bug. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> But anyway, that's right. I, I saw that. I was just oh, here's a picture, Mel. Oh, okay. Of bugs? Yeah, the bugs. Yeah. Okay. See? See if they're appetizing, Mel. Yeah, uh huh. Like uh, look like yeah, maggots. It's going to be, uh, considering people have uh, kind of avoided those things when they see them, it's going to be hard to make that sell. But I guess if they're in a paste or, a, <laughs> you know. A, a, Why a, bugs are better for the planet? Okay. The meat industry places a large burden on the planet. In part because of the land, water, and energy it takes to grow the crops that feed the animals we eat. Some experts say that reducing the environmental footprint of an animal feed can help make the system more sustainable. Hmm. So you'll actually be helping the planet. Well, that's nice. Making food out out of insects is one way to do that. Bugs take up less space and subsist on waste that would otherwise be discarded. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I've been telling you about the roaches. (laughs) See? Huh? You should be eating them. Yeah, you've just (laughs) been admiring them. Yeah, you need to invite them to supper, so to speak. The, the black soldier fly can grow on almost any type of food waste and byproduct you can imagine. Uh, so anyway. All right. That's, I thought that was interesting. It is. All right. 210-308-8867. But honestly, we've got about 40 seconds. And if you haven't called in yet, it's a, a little late on that. Uh, don't forget to go to MilbergerNursery.com to see all the things that are on sale and uh, all the things that are coming up. Uh, we'll check that out. Some uh, big, exciting things happening close to Christmas, as always. Lots of uh, little uh, living Christmas trees already here at Milburgers. So we'll talk about that tomorrow, too. We'll say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, thanks to uh, Mark doing a great job. Uh, and thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.